welcome back to the Movie Babble podcast. And it's been about five to six weeks since we met and spoke about some award stuff, but a lot has happened since then, uh, most certainly. Um, just want to welcome back the uh, awards crew. And we got Nick. How's it going? Brennan, good to see you, sir. Apologize if I say anything weird, just got vaxxed, so I'm out of it a little bit. But, you know, that's what we need. Nick's boosted up. He's ready to uh, take on Gabriel. <laughs> oh, don't, get, don't, yes, don't already it start already. him. Dude. This is no, great. Man. I love it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Off to a great start. And uh, <laughs> Sophia is back on with us as well. How's it going? I'm great. Excited to be here. Ready to talk about the missing, malignant, Clifford the Big Red Dog, oh, yes. old, all of those yes. movies that weren't on the short list. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> And uh, Jonathan, how you doing? Uh, you know, I just recorded my December predictions. I saw John Wick 4 got delayed. Critics' Choice Awards uh, got canceled. So I'm doing fantastic, man. Man, oh man. COVID is genuinely the gift that won't stop yeah. uh, beating us over the head. <laughs> yeah, it keeps going, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, uh, it feels, the last few weeks have felt like March 2020 again. Oh, don't say that. It's been like a, uh, it's been like a, the flashbacks are real for sure. Yeah, I like PTSD, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, don't want to get all depressing here, but things are starting to get, things are starting to move. Things are starting to get canceled or delayed. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's just, you know, something that maybe boosters can help out with or, or something that's, you know, a short little wave. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not looking great. But let's talk about stuff that may be better than that. Maybe not. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs> it's a toss up. <laughs> Depends where you start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna get into. Uh, obviously, the last few weeks have been uh, very big in terms of changing uh, the race uh, for the Oscars, as we've had the Critics' Choice nominations, the Golden Globe nominations, and obviously our Oscar shortlists dropped. Was that today or was that yesterday? That was yesterday, yesterday yeah. yeah. As we're recording this, yes. Um, so yeah, first things first. Let's jump into that uh, Critics' Choice Golden Globe Day because they dropped on the same day, and I think uh, we'll start out here with the Golden Globes because I think they weren't all that bad. Um, they weren't. I, I I don't find them super interesting this year. The, the nominations, but um, it, it definitely read like a body that's trying to gain some respect back, in my opinion. Um, a lot of the nominees felt pretty, you know, standard in terms of who's kind of been up there on the odds. There were a few cool, uh, standouts for me. Um, but yeah, for me, it just read like a body that's trying to get some respect back, especially just with how poorly people see them. Uh, Sophia, what do you think about, uh, the Globe nominations? Yeah, I was pretty shocked that they didn't throw us any big surprises, Right. Like if you just look at drama and musical comedy, like those best picture categories, these were pretty expected to me. And I was excited to see Coda show up in drama. That was a pretty hard category, I think, for that movie to crack, but it made it in there. And I think the weirdest movie that's on this list is Don't Look Up, but I was kind of expecting that to be there. I thought we were going to get Dear Evan Hansen, we might get something like Simon Helberg in Supporting Actor, we might get (laughs) Ansel Elgort in Actor. Like, I was prepared for this group to say, you know, all of these things to tell us they were doing better and then to give us nominees that were really bad. Simon Helberg, I will say that would just be a weird one, but I would be excited about. But there weren't any 
really weird picks here. I think the only one that really shocked me was Mahershala Ali for Swan Song um, getting in there. But he, of course, is also an awards magnet. So um, I think overall, yeah, I was surprised that they were pretty safe and like very standard. Not what I was expecting this group to do. Yeah, Nick, are you uh, upset with uh, some... uh... Movies that you uh, wanted to show up that didn't land up? <laughs> I'm amazed there's no Jared Leto in Hasaguchi. Truly shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but here's here's my Galaxy Brain take. Did we always secretly like the chaos of the Golden Globes? And now that they're yes. like, reasonable, it's just not fun? Because I yeah. feel like that's yeah. kind of how I feel after being on every single Oscar podcast on this feed, just being like, the Globes are hilariously bad. But now I kind of miss the chaotic energy. So... <laughs> I feel torn. <laughs> I mean, luckily they there looks like they're trying to address like like awful stuff that's going on in the body for years. So that's great. But uh, yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like weirdly I feel nostalgia for a Jared Leto Little Things uh, nomination <laughs> from last year because uh, <laughs> it's just it's just weird. It's fun to talk about. I can make my hot mm-hmm. takes and do all the things. But yeah, this is uh, it's pretty by the numbers. So uh, I guess on them question mark <laughs> yeah um to me i don't know if you guys 100 percent agree here but i feel like they just you know pulled up uh gold derby odds and just said yeah we'll, we'll go with that <laughs> as they're nom- like it, it almost read like that jonathan what's your what's your take on uh, the globe noms yes i surprisingly decent um you know and we're going to talk about this but i mean compared to the critics choice awards the Golden Globe nominations are pretty inspired, if you ask me. Even if I don't even agree with it, Mahershala Ali and Swan Song, which Sophia mentioned, is already crazier than anything the Critics' Choice did. Maggie Gyllenhaal was nominated in director. Some movie that I respectfully have never heard of, My Sunny Mod, whatever, like <laughs> beat The Mitchells yeah. versus the Machines in Animated, which is absolutely... You can't even click on it on Wikipedia. I've, I've never even heard of that movie. Mm-hmm. but And then, like, The Worst Person in the World missed, and some things missed, but... Honestly, like it's, I, I thought it was like pretty solid to be honest, especially with the, the absolute gray beige wall of a nomination that the Critics' Choice were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll get into that for sure. Um, I know Sophia, you're a big Annette person, so no Adam Driver, <laughs> but Marion Cotillard there. That's that was kind of a, a surprise in my opinion. It's absolutely insane. How do you nominate Marion and not nominate Adam? I still think. I mean, if I had to pick. And a performance for best actor this year, it's Adam Driver and Simon Rex for Red Rocket. Like, I would go there, right? I want the craziness. (laughs) I want, like, the complete, fearless, unhinged man, right, to get in. But, yeah, I'm shocked he didn't make it here, especially because she did. Um, But I am happy she showed up. We'll get to the shortlist later, but I really hope Annette has a push i will be pushing it all season even if it is just for song but yeah i think i expected i still had those old globes in my mind when you know they nominated sia's music last year (laughs) that maybe annette could be this year's music even though it's obviously (laughs) a better film but yeah sad to see adam not here very surprised by it too yeah speaking of just that old globes uh, i was really thinking you know puke in my mouth saying this but i was really thinking also Elgar was getting gonna get in oh yeah uh, i was like pretty mm-hmm. confident in that like oh yeah i think um 
the Irvin Hansen. I thought that was more of, you know, on the fringes. Like, you know, that's something that, you know, could be typical Globes. It could happen. But I really thought the Ansel Elgort thing was like a, a sure thing uh, to get in here. But he didn't get in, um, which is kind of cool. And uh, instead you got Cooper Hoffman <laughs> probably in there as maybe, maybe the spot that Ansel may have been in or Anthony Ramos, uh, two people that, you know, they've been kind of being on the outside looking in um in terms of domination so it's kind of nice to see them getting there yeah yeah i think uh, um yeah sorry go, oh, ahead. go ahead no 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 no. all you brother <laughs> all right all right i'll jump in here um yeah i think the one thing i was surprised about was anthony ramos because i feel like in the heights came out so early we haven't been talking about that film for a really long time and it didn't do well and i feel like in the heights and maybe nightmare alley are like the only two movies that underperformed that actually got the box office like stank on them a little bit because i feel like king richard like no one saw that movie in theaters but had hbo max so people are like yeah maybe mm-hmm. but then they didn't make that same case for in the heights very weird but anyway yeah that one i thought that was a really interesting pick i think the only other one that i'm like kind of shocked about is ben affleck for the tender bar invest supporting <laughs> which is like fine like ben affleck at more things mm-hmm. like that's hilarious to me sure but uh yeah that was just a very interesting choice well and with ben affleck too there was that glorious moment when snoop dogg paused after saying (laughs) ben affleck when i (laughs) swore he was going to say the last duel and i was going to be thrilled but of course he said the tender bar instead which i haven't (laughs) seen yet but i would fully support a ben affleck nomination for the last duel instead oh me too let's talk about the last duel instead (laughs) (laughs) right yeah change topics (laughs) (laughs) um yeah speaking of snoop loved loved his pronunciation of denny villeneuve's uh last name there oh yeah Mm -hmm. like dennis villeneuve or something like that (laughs) what was up with snoop dogg doing the uh nominations that was kind of surprising like Mm -hmm. he'll do anything i guess i've seen him in a million commercials and uh yeah i don't know i guess he'll he'll jump in i respect the grind he's got yeah yeah, he's got his wine he's got his wine label too he's into nfts Mm -hmm. he's just He's just everywhere, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite thing that he did, you know, I was really excited that The Power of the Dog, which is my favorite movie of the year, showed up in so many places. I was afraid it was just going to kind of be a critics thing. But Snoop was ready to just say the power of the hold the pause dog. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Just jumping into that as well. I think certainly um these these nominations here was where you really saw the power of the dog uh kind of assert itself outside of critics groups like i think it got what seven nominations tied for tied with belfast for the most <laughs> um so I, yeah jonathan's putting his head down there head in his i just i just don't I, I i really don't understand the belfast thing like i try so hard i really don't understand how belfast John, is gonna get like so nice. 10 Oscar it's such a it's such a nice lovely film it's, it's just oh so wonderful God, dude. I just you mean you can't, can't. you don't understand a string of scenes sewn together loosely that opens with a color shot that looks like a windows screensaver <laughs> no, no. with no shot composition like i really at don't all. yeah yeah. Dude, when Belfast gets like ten Oscar noms, like I don't know, I'm, I, that might be my breaking point, dude. I don't understand it. You know, I'm I'm definitely higher, I guess, on the movie than you guys. I don't. It's not my favorite of the year or anything. It's not my best picture pick. But the one thing that I, I will will absolutely uh, lose my mind over is if it gets a production design nomination. It's happening. Those sets. It's look, happening, uh, dude. 
It's going to happen. I'm telling the, you. The sets look like a school play, like a middle school play. <laughs> yeah. Like they look like one side is like this house, one side's the other, and they flip it around like it's thin cardboard oh sets. God, like dude. I think that's part of the design in a way, because it's like a memory produced through art that Kenneth Branagh's going for. Yeah. I don't think it's very good. I just think that's what I think going you're for. you're giving him. Yeah, I don't know. You're, you're giving being, him a bit too much credit. I think. Yeah, I, I was know. gonna say that's being really kind. Yeah, that know. is very kind. Yeah. Should I'm I do my Belfast rant Moore. now? <laughs> Please do. I will add on afterwards. Okay, I'll, just give me 30 seconds. I'll be really quick. Okay. <laughs> I've I've gotten a lot of comments of people saying, you know, it's not that you don't like Belfast. It's that you hate it's like the front run for the Oscars. Is that supposed to be like a gotcha moment, motherfucker? Like, yeah. Yeah, that like that's correct. Right. It left it, Black Widow to me is so mid. It's okay. It's it's enjoyable, I guess. You won't hear me talk crap about it at all because it just doesn't exist anymore. It just came out and it went away. If if Black Widow was the Oscar front runner and could get like ten nominations, you bet your ass I'd be talking shit about it. The Belfast thing, <laughs> I, I don't understand that in the comments or on Twitter when people are like, you just hate the Oscar front runner status. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You got me, I guess. Dumbass motherfucker. Okay. Yep. That's my Belfast. <laughs> Belfast doesn't make sense. It's not good. Uh there you go. That's my yeah. Thank you. I think it it'll it'll I think it would work better as a play. Like I think this could really turn into a niche play well, that Kenneth a bunch Brana, of like self yeah, yeah. self proclaimed Shakespeare guy basically. Yeah, so. That's true. I th- I th- <laughs> I think uh, this could turn into like a a niche play where like Irish immigrants just flock to it anytime it comes to town. <laughs> sure. The sets are there. They could just use those sets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like they could just pick that up. And, and move it over for the play because they look like you could blow them over. Yeah. I mean, this is the part that this is the the part that like terrifies me about talking about award season because right it we get these very very average movies that normally I'd be like if this if Belfast came out in March I would watch it not think of it ever again and say oh Jamie Dornan's delightful and yes and Katrina mm-hmm. Balf is just also lovely and then move on with my life but you know they're like they're prepackaged as like a thing that matters and they just don't very much. And then now we're here and we have to talk about it because I got 11 nominations. So uh, <laughs> here we <Holy> are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly the thing, right? It's like when I first saw Belfast, I was like, I'm going to try complete, like completely try to remove any expectations I have of it because I've heard all of this buzz of, you know, it being the people's choice winner at TIFF and everything like that. And I enjoyed it just fine. Just pretending it was you know a movie that people go to at like 11 a.m on a sunday like it just felt like that kind of movie and i had a nice time you know there were i loved the jamie dornan singing everlasting love even though that was the same length basically as the clip on twitter going around of it but (laughs) yeah i think once you add the awards dimension to it i think we just we have to critique that if it's and, you know, it's important, I think, to keep in mind, too, right? Like, best picture rarely goes to the best film of the year. Yeah, like, 100%. Mm-hmm. It rarely happens. But it is frustrating when I think you're like, wait, really? In a year where we have a movie like Dune that brought people back to theaters that's really well made, or a movie like The Power of the Dog that seems to be uniting critics and audiences, and then you just have this. It's just boring. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you guys you guys got it. Um, another Golden Globes moment here that I 
did predict, um, but I wasn't 100% certain on, was Coda getting in for drama, Best Picture Drama, which I think now really um, is, is a sign because it, it has seen a resurgence since um, uh, it came out in August. I feel like Apple's run a pretty strong campaign and seeing it here, I think, uh, and obviously we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it, but at the Critics' Choice too, um, I think it looks like it's it's a thing and it will probably land in the 10 pretty safely maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll say so. Yeah, I'm waiting on the too. guilds, though. Yeah, I think I think it's, I think you're seeing critics come around on it still, and it shows up at the Globes. But I think it'll be interesting to see if it lands at any of the guilds uh, over the next few weeks and months. Yeah, I think the place to watch with that movie too. Troy Kotzer is building a lot of buzz in supporting actor, and I could see you know he's just such a lovely person in interviews too very personable and i love his performance in that movie so i could definitely see that being kind of the like main place to award um this movie or to nominate it so i think if he continues to be strong um that's a good place to look out yeah no 100 percent um so that's the golden globes and i think it's it's pretty safe to say it was you know safe i think that's the perfect word for the golden globes this year uh, now, just moving over to the Critics' Choice, who are probably even more safe, sadly. Um, yeah, I think we have to rant a little bit here because I think every year the Critics' Choice gets increasingly and increasingly worse, maybe. I don't know if, if that's fair to say, but this year was definitely bleak because, I don't know, you just you want to see flavor from this award show. Like, it's, this is the one where um, you'd expect them to stand out. You'd expect them at least to you know, a little bit step out of the comfort zone. Um, but uh, Belfast led nominations with 11. And uh, yeah, <laughs> what uh, what's uh, your guys take here on, on the Critics' Choice and, and, you know, a lot of the backlash uh, it's received in uh, the days following its its nomination? I mean, you, you kind of said, like, I just, I just don't understand what, like, what is the point of the Critics' Choice Awards, dude? <laughs> What is what is the point? The purpose of these critics groups and these small circles is they at least can narrow the field or like send like a lifeboat to help out some of these movies that may be lacking in campaign or exposure. So what what is the point of just predicting the Oscars? I don't think everyone does that, obviously. But as a collective group, that's always what happens. And I just don't get it because so many movies that I hear about from critics nonstop just don't show up. And the movies that get panned a lot by critics just show up here whatever you think about don't look up don't look up has like a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes and it just shows up everywhere here titan is nowhere to be found mass yes. come on come on Sorry. movies that everyone is like oh my gosh i hope this shows up here motherfucker okay then do it what, what is what is going on to see like the original <laughs> it's, screenplay it's the critics everything. you're right you're right it's the critics that are crying about some of these movies or that, that are complaining about some of these movies not you know making it to the oscars and then they don't show up at their own award show. Teton's the one that I'd say, yeah, this was probably the death of that movie's chances, the mm-hmm. Critics' Choice nomination. Because, I mean, the Globes came out a couple hours before, and it wasn't there. And I was like, yeah, it's it's not there. But it's going to get Critics' Choice. It's going to. Mm-hmm. And then it just didn't. Like, that's, uh, that's a blow, especially because that's probably like I, – I know Drive My Car has really surged in the last few weeks, and Flea has been talked about all season. But Teton was like – Probably the it movie of the year in terms of critics, I think, when talking about just international features. Um, I mean, worst person in the world has kind of been 
there for a while as well, but I don't know, Deton made such a splash when it first came out that for it not to be the Critics' Choice Awards, I don't know, it's just, it's incredibly, um, I don't know if frustrating is the word, but it's baffling, I'll say. I can kind of get it, because Tatane's about a serial killer who then meets up with someone who may or may not have like sexually abused their other child. So it's like it's like a really tough movie with really tough characters, and it's I can see how alienating it is, but... Same time, this one, this one, this one, it can like this was everywhere. Um, I don't know. Maybe I mean, Neon has so many movies that are up for like I guess in discussion for a lot of things. So maybe like a lot of like the buzz for that got shifted to Worst Person in the World or Flea or any of the other movies that they own. But yeah, it's very surprising. I just shout out to I guess me losing in that category from our draft because I just came out and chose that one I was really excited about it I was like I gotta be true to me and do what I like even though it'll probably fail and uh, yeah it looks like it's failing so uh, can't wait to be last (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I mean these should just be called the gold derby choice awards like I just don't I don't know what else like this is just it's really upsetting right when you see critics groups all year like you guys were saying advocating for particular performances like where's anders danielson lee from the worst person in the world like where are the performances from these international features that people are talking about like this those performances like need that kind of boost in a place like this and ideally this is where it happens i also am noticing that a lot of these titles are the movies that i saw a lot of press packages posted on twitter and instagram Mm. from off like different i saw a nauseating one for belfast with a like fake what looked like a fake handwritten letter from jude hill to a critics (laughs) choice awards member so it's like i just i think the campaigning is a huge deal here and it's sad that it it was that way i think for this group because yeah that's that's really what i'm seeing it's just there's no originality And obviously, I'm not saying that every member of this group votes like this. Like, there has to be some variety in there. But when nominations like this come through, I mean, really, this group goes for Jared Leto and House of Gucci and not (laughs) the Hollywood Foreign Press? Right. What? (laughs) I just, yeah. I think not, like, I just, I don't understand it. Because there is just, there aren't, I think the only nomination where I thought to myself, okay, this is cool Nicolas Cage for Pig. That's the only one. And I like some of the movies nominated. Just they weren't surprising. Okay. Okay. So, okay. We're we're not going to go through every category, obviously. But, like, (laughs) oh, my God. The supporting actor, you just said it. Okay. So, we got the two Belfast boys because they just have to come as a fucking package, I guess. You just can't (laughs) nominate one without the other. (laughs) Troy Kotsour is fine. Cody Smith-McPhee is going to get in. And then, like... Jared Leto and then J.K. Simmons for being the Ricardos. That, that that shit like blows my mind that that is what we ended up with. Original screenplay might be the most boring category I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Licorice Pizza is good. <laughs> then you have King Richard, Belfast, Don't Look Up and Being the Ricardos. That shit makes me want to throw up. I just, I, I don't, I don't understand what, what these, what is this, dude? What, what is this on my phone? That I can't. <laughs> like, I don't know. I saw a great tweet. It was saying, where's the uncut gems? You know, like mm-hmm. I, that year they went for that movie quite a bit. And mm-hmm. that was, that made sense. Cause I mean, you, you'd think 
maybe this in this year's case, like maybe you'd think Spencer would be a Best Picture nominee here at the Critics' Choice Awards. I don't know. The original screenplay category is quite boring, as you said. It's just it's it's a pain to look at. And I did watch Being the Ricardos yesterday. Um, I liked I did actually like the last two directorial outings from uh, uh, from Sorkin, but I just didn't like this movie much. But J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Nominating him? Like, What's going on? I thought being Ricardo's was fine. Like, and I, I'm a huge Sorkin guy. I'm huge. Like, but I don't know. Like, even for screenplay, like the only inspired choice that Critics Choice made, besides Nicolas Cage, which he said, was like Anne Dowd and Mass. And mm-hmm. like and then the rest is like just gold derby. I don't know. <laughs> it's upsetting. Even Rita Moreno got in, which I mean uh I saw West Side Story, I think we've all seen it. Uh, Nick? Yeah, no, we saw it. We, we had an entire it. podcast about it, buddy. <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, it's been a long week. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, I thought she would get in more so with the Globes. Because, I mean, I watched the movie and don't want to hate on her. She's a legend and she's great in the movie. But I don't think she did, you know, a ton in the movie to get a Critics' Choice nomination. Like, it feels like something that's uh, like a nomination that's done by, you know, the Globes or maybe even... Uh, SAG or or the Oscars, yeah. uh, more more guild mm-hmm. type thing. But critics, I don't know. It just it was quite surprising to me. It was like a, I, I wouldn't. She didn't have a cameo performance, but it was like a, it was like a long drawn out cameo. Like she got to sing in one scene, and she had like <laughs> a couple moments. It's two really telling, good scenes, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But she's great yeah. in it. But yeah, I, I I agree. It's it's a it's an interesting one. Maybe they're. Uh, Maybe they're just looking at her. I mean, she just turned 90, right? So maybe they're saying, you know, 90-year-old pulling that off. It's really? Definitely, it's definitely like a tip of the <laughs> she just turned 90, to the yeah. legend Last kind of thing. So, yeah. 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 But you don't, like, yeah, that's the that's thing. Like, for me, I don't expect that from this body as much as I do with other ones. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even like, because, yeah, Pig, I thought was a fun choice in actor. But there's always, like, like an ad attorney's gate for Willem Dafoe or... Like one of those mm-hmm. where it's, or it's um, Antonio Banderas in um, what was the really good El Motivar movie he was in? Pain and Glory. Uh, Pain yeah, and Pain Glory. Glory. Right. Yeah. Um, you always have one of those that come in. And that's why I thought, like, it was like, maybe that's the Annette, like Adam Driver Annette. I was kind of yeah. with you in that one, Sophia, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I, maybe we're just in for like an all time boring awards race. So we'll just be on here yeah. to figuring out something else to talk about <laughs> in a few weeks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Part it's... of me almost wonders like licorice pizza and the power of the dog, which I love both of those. I almost wonder if this group was like, okay, we're good. Like those are the critics movies. Like as long as we get those, then the rest, we just want to predict what's coming with the Oscars. I don't know. I just like passing was another one that I felt like I saw a lot of, people advocating for especially the performances mm-hmm. by ruth nega and tessa thompson where is that missing the globes the globes recognized i know like, yeah crazy mm-hmm. globes. the voice of reason yeah. that's when you know things are really weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right yeah it's just i feel like we are in for maybe a boring season mm. yeah which is which is kind of painful too because i feel like the build-up to the fall was really exciting. Like, I think it was a pretty... Um, I think there were, there were a lot of question marks uh, before we really hit the last, like, three, four weeks or so. Like, when we first did our draft at the end of October, I think we were... Like, I was 
super confident about Macbeth. Like that's where things were back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, things are a little different now. That movie's like what nowhere to be seen here, pretty much. It's it's got a couple nominations, but yeah, it's. <laughs> I really want to rant right now again. Do it, do it, <laughs> go on. The fact, the fact that the tragedy of Macbeth is not in production design, and Belfast is, wants me to like stop talking about award season forever. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, you're right. I didn't even realize that. Oh my god, that is disgusting! Oh you know, my from god. the critics, we're, right? We're getting everything from out the on critics. This, pod. this is good. It's like a therapy session. Yeah, this is therapeutic. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. The thing I'm thinking you know, about too is like, I'm curious. I mean, this is. I'm sure this will be a long running conversation until the Oscar like ratings come out. But I don't think anyone's like basically seen a lot of these movies, right? Because you've seen Belfast. You have Belfast, which I guess old people have seen and film people at film festivals. Coda, which is, was a Sundance darling, but it's on Apple TV Plus. So you don't really know if people are watching that. Don't look up. It's going to come out. Maybe that's a lightning rod. We'll see. Dune, people saw. King Richard, nobody saw. Licorice Pizza is still rolling out into theaters. Nightmare Alley, nobody saw. Uh, Power of the Dog has been, has been a surprise, I think, on Netflix. Tick, tick, boom. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard anybody talk about that movie since it came out. And then West Side Story was a big flop. So it's like, I don't really know, are people excited about these choices or are they just, were they like the pre-packaged, like, oh, pre-packaged, they, dude, Jude Hill gave me a really nice note. So now Belfast wins best picture <laughs> or Netflix sent me a massive book that, so now the power of the dog is it. Like, I don't know. It seems, it doesn't seem like there's like any passion to any of this. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I think a lot of it has got to be the pandemic and I think the i don't i don't know if i i would say streaming fully but i think having things on different services as well is is a is a is a factor sometimes with accessibility even i mean i know buying a ticket to the movies is more expensive than you know a month of a certain service but um i don't know i feel like things are really split up sometimes especially as of late and uh, you don't know where to see everything but i do feel like there are a few movies on here that have been seen uh it for me it's really looking like doom and uh the power of the dog and i, I think don't look up's gonna yeah that movie will do well splash. yeah i think I it's think gonna so. make a big splash for netflix Ugh. sophia's sticking her tongue out what's up not a big fan no i i think if don't look up gets nominated for best picture it will be the worst nominated film of the century probably oh, whoa, okay okay whoa whoa, whoa I mean, damn I mean, green book for does me exist. Green for book me does exist I, just throwing that out green there. book Green Book was bad, but Don't Look Up is the first movie I've wanted to walk out of in a long time. Wow. What? Damn. Wow. That's Bohemian Rhapsody for me. Oh, I forgot about that one. Don't Look oh Up is God. better than that one. Come Best on, editing. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I'll give okay, you that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I do feel like with the cast, though, and that being on Netflix uh, Christmas Eve, I think that's one that will probably draw a lot of eyes, I think, on, on Netflix. Um, but it is, I don't know. It, I think Nikki bring up a great point here with a lot of these nominees. Uh, I was surprised, though, with The Power of the Dog. It did land number one on Netflix when it came out, so that was a win for humanity, I'd say. <laughs> the audience score is going down on Rotten Tomatoes, though, for The Power of the Dog, I will say. Mm. It's starting to hit the, it? I think it's in the 60s now. Uh, justice mm. for I mean, Bronco that's... Henry. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jane Campion's not a handholder. Like, she definitely, yeah. 
leaves a lot up to the audience, which is something I really love about her films. But I've been, I think, just really surprised with how well it continues to do and just the fact that people are watching it, even if the audience score is dipping. I I don't know. I'm I'm very hopeful. Licorice Pizza is my other one that I like need to do really well. Mm. Yeah, that that one I'm interested in because it's going to be more widely seen in a few days, and mm-hmm. I I really want to see if the Licorice Pizza backlash surfaces to anything. You hear a little bit about it, and I I just want to see if if that goes anywhere. Even though I think it's kind of yeah. dumb, but you know people feel how they feel. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to a Christmas Day, big mm-hmm. day. I I know it's not going as wide as it was supposed to, though, which might be a. I feel like that was kind of a saving face decision. Like they don't want to put this thing out in 2,000 theaters and make four million, but right. if you uh, put this thing out in 700 and still make three, it looks better. Like it looks, you know. But I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm quite excited for it, and I think it'll it'll make a bit of a splash in terms of you know. I, I feel like they've. I feel like they've really uh, blue-balled enough people, to be honest. <laughs> like, with this yeah. this very limited month of uh, uh, holding it in just New York and L.A. And they had a few pop-up showings, right, uh, mm-hmm. throughout. But I feel like there, there's definitely some hype. But mostly, I think it's it's a film nerd thing. Probably. I do want to say Bradley Cooper and Licorice Pizza is better than the top five nominees for a supporting actor. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> 100% like he he should win this year and <laughs> yeah, critics critics should. choice like that's the place where I also thought he would show up I was really hopeful like they can go for him right like and I I feel like a supporting performance should be a scene stealer we don't need these category frauded performances to get in all the time like yeah. celebrate Bradley Cooper in He's licorice pizza so not nightmare alley he's yeah, so yeah, yeah. good in licorice pizza it's unbelievable yeah. just unhinged for like 10 minutes uh-huh. <laughs> i think uh we got to nominate supporting roles in the supporting actor and actors category hot take right like ooh. yeah 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 um that's the critic's choice though let's kind of get that away and let's move on to uh the oscar shortlist and let's just open it up with um i guess even more nails in the coffin because Titan officially did not make the short list, Tough. which um, that it, it does suck. But the other movie that I think we are now seeing start to really soar is Drive My Car. And uh, who thinks that could go all the way? Anyone think that could that could be our winner? For international? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could, could do that. Best picture. I mean, maybe I've seen some people predict it in the ten for best picture now. I mean, I'm I don't know. I I was trying to watch it earlier today because I have the screening like in my inbox. I've just been lazy because it's three hours. So I I'm a little nervous about it just because it is still three hours. So I can still see a world where people find it boring and then it misses out. At the same time, I think it has like the highest ceiling. Just because, I mean, it's doing well in the critics, and I guess it's conceivable that it gets in that tenth slot and like adapted screenplay or something like that. But Drive My Car seems to be surging at the right time. I just don't know how well they're uh, campaigning it. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's Flea is the front runner for personally because I always look out for those movies that do international and also are going to documentary as well, and it's in there in both. So I think that signals that they do really like it. Um, I think worst, worst person in the world is just such a 
it's not a crowd pleaser, you know, because the, the end of that movie just like rips your guts out. But it's yeah. like it's like very <laughs> like it's so good and it's so watchable, and I think it's 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 very inviting. I would say, you know, it's like I feel like driving my car. It's more of slow cinema, which is I think tough and uh, for a lot of different people. But I think that one just you know you just show that to anybody, they're like, wow, that was a good, that was a terrific movie. Um, I think the weirdest thing is that Spain. I just can't get over that Spain didn't pick Parallel Mothers as their movie, and they picked The Good Boss. That just doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're very happy that they got in because after everything that Parallel Mothers has been getting, you know, Penelope Cruz winning actress in some places, and that score landing in other categories. They have to be very happy. I agree with you, though. Like, no idea why this is here. I also have heard that it isn't very good. Um, I haven't seen it, though, so I can't comment on that. But, yeah, I feel like Flea is so interesting because it can appear in so many places. And it is kind of hitting in those places, right? Like, animated feature, documentary. I think it can do really well. And it is a much easier sit than Drive My Car. Drive My Car rewards a lot of patience and you have to you know it's it's great but it is long and I'm just curious I still I think would call it the front runner just because it kind of came out of nowhere I feel like when it won best screenplay at Cannes everyone was still just so like wrapped up in Titan winning the Palme d'Or and Julia Ducournau and everything that went along with that so I think it was kind of sneaking up on it and we didn't really see it coming which is really interesting but I do think this movie, and maybe a hero uh, for Farhadi, have the best chance of cracking other categories, specifically screenplay. I know we do look at director as being a place where, you know, maybe they will spotlight an international nominee and will kind of kick out someone who we've seen all season. So I think Hamaguchi is probably most likely there, but I'm still not quite sure about that. I think we have to see guilds. Yeah, we got to kick out Brano. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that uh, I don't know what I'm for a hero though, because I think um, yeah, that's yep. the prime. Prime is. I mean, that was big with Cold War a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. Good point. Uh, so they they tend to get a lot of like. They, I mean, they got they got Bezos money, so they're good. They get they're good for it. But you know, they <laughs> tend to throw themselves behind some of these projects and surprise some people. So and also, a hero is a terrific movie. If anyone has seen good. it, yeah, it's a really good movie. So I do look out for that one. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just still mourning the loss of Titan, though. Too bad. So Anyways, I think it was so always a pipe dream, though. I always, I, I never was, I was never convinced that it was going to make it to the Oscar five, just because, like, yeah. When people started saying it, I was like, no way. And then it started getting some critics noms here and there, and uh, I was like, maybe, but no. It, it was something that the moment I watched, it, I'm like, no way. <laughs> this is ever going to happen, so I guess I was right. Yep. <laughs> I'll just enjoy it by um, myself in the corner, I guess. That's mm-hmm. all. <laughs> Without subtitles. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my... I just got to go on a... I wouldn't call it a rant, but... We're all getting... Everyone's ranting today. Today's, today's the day. <laughs> yes. For, for me, I think one of the biggest losses here is in the visual effects category. No, uh, the Suicide Squad, which, in my opinion, um, it, it, I don't think it's a it's a winner. Like, it's not a movie that I'd be rooting for to win this category. But you watch that movie, and in my opinion, it's some of the most seamless visual effects I've I've seen. Period in a 
you know, modern comic book movie or just blockbuster in general. They're just, the, the movie looks so good. There's not a single shot, in my opinion, that looks like full-on green screen to me, um, even though the third act goes nuts. And usually when third acts go nuts in these um, blockbusters, it becomes kind of, you know, a little bit shoddy. I don't want to uh, call anyone out, but I think Shang-Chi and Black Widow have some issues with the third act. <laughs> I don't call out, just... but... <laughs> <laughs> the, Those two movies to me hmm. look pretty poor in the third act. But I don't know, the Suicide Squad, there was one scene where, you know, I don't know if anyone remembers, but Harley's just running and she's about to jump with the with the spear up into the, you know, I'm going off here. Yeah, but lovely starfish, continue. That scene, should, that scene should look awful just with everything that's going on. There should be like screenshots taken from that scene put on Twitter where people are going, oh, this is the worst scene ever, the visual effects or something. It just looks so good. And for it not to be here, but all four MCU movies this year to be here, I don't know. It's just a strange thing. And Free Guys here. Wow. And Ghostbusters. I, I agree with you. Oh I think the Suicide Squad has great visual effects, mm-hmm. to be honest. King Shark, man. Yeah, Justice it's... for King Shark. <laughs> he looks so good. The, just the, yeah. the, the, I don't know, the lighting, everything, it's just so good. But yeah, at least I got Kong, though. So. <laughs> happy, with, happy with that one, man. It always comes back to Kong for Brennan. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> This one of your random <laughs> movies that you love. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'm, I'm just a big King Kong fanatic in general. Okay. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no Green Knight here either in visual effects, which I didn't really uh, expect, but tough. I mean, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Just I expected it more in makeup. One. Just yeah. all of my favorite things, just nowhere to be seen. It's just yeah. it's tough for my personality. I feel like VFX and sound for me were just really uninspired. I was expecting at least like two movies a piece in on these lists to be like oh okay the green knight amazing like they usually love talking animals and there's a beautiful talking fox in the green knight like maybe they'll put that there so i was hoping to see some differences but it does really feel like okay we're really going for like all of these big franchises here black widow was the hardest one i think for me to deal with on vfx um and then sound, same deal. I was really excited to see the power of the dog there. Um, this is always interesting, too, with, like, the sound editing crossover that we usually get, where, like, usually the sound winner and the editing winner will match up, or sometimes the nominees will be pretty close. So this can kind of kind of give us a clue with where they might be going there, too. But, yeah, also very standard. I think the one that surprised me here was Last Night in Soho, which has despite me not liking the movie very much, phenomenal editing. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Did Belfast get sound? It did, right? Sure did. Of course. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) The Green Knight did land, though, in... I don't think it's going to get nominated, but it did land in uh, the score Mm -hmm. uh, shortlist here. So I think that's cool. I love the Green Knight score. It should have got makeup. It kind of goes hard. I don't know why it's not in makeup, dude. Yeah, yeah because they're the, not fun. That's like, why. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, it's it's a pain. Um, let's go to song though, because I think that's a fun one. I think Sophia's happy about. So maybe we start. So that did get there. So that's a big win. That's a big win for all in that stands. It really is, and it's the perfect way to open the Oscars. Like, Hundred, just yeah, open absolutely. it with. So mm-hmm. may we start so all of them walking in, have Baby Annette there, just like floating <laughs> above the audience. <laughs> 
Like if they want viewers, let's get creative here. But yeah, this is a funny category. I was so excited to see Annette and then was just, it just, the shock just kept going as I went down the list. I mean, seeing Cinderella here was really surprising. But the sheer star power on this list is just beyond, right? You have Beyonce, Jay-Z, Billie Eilish, SZA, Her. I mean, it just, it's out of control. There's so many familiar people here. Not as many uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's as I thought. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That might also be a win, but I was really thinking it'd be like, this year it'd be like No Time to Die and like four Lin-Manuel Miranda Mm -hmm. songs, but it doesn't look like it. Like, I think only one maybe got in. Uh, I don't even know. I think just think just that Because I was really thinking at least another one would get in there, but no, it doesn't look like it. Um, No Time to Die, though, did land in a bunch of different places mm-hmm. so I, does anyone think that movie might splash a little bit more than just a song category i've always had it for sound yeah and and it made visual effects so i mean that could that that one seems pretty feasible now that i'm thinking about it to be honest it showed up in a lot of places i do think this is like the perfect snapshot of categories to make you think no time to die is a really big deal um, it even got into hair and makeup for Rami Malek, which is just funny. <laughs> like he continues to haunt the Oscars for me. <laughs> as his, as his but, character, yeah. Lucifer Satan. It's right. Name ever. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I think No Time to Die, it's a big deal. I'm curious to see how it performs at BAFTA, like being the end to Daniel Craig's Bond journey. I think it'll be cool to see what happens there, but... Yeah, I think it it has potential to show up in quite a few categories. I would definitely say strongest would be song and sound, though. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Um, it could pull a jingle jangle. <laughs> if you guys remember <laughs> last year, jingle jangle. What the? It got like, it got like six short lists. Oh last yeah, year and it yeah, got nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good memory. It it got like a it got like the makeup. It got into a couple songs. I think it got at least another i think it got five or six and it got nothing on oscar day so wow we're, yeah it, wow. Could, it could be we're, it could we're be nostalgic that. for jingle jangle guys it's looking it's looking <laughs> oh, <bleak>. man. Uh. <laughs> um <laughs> uh but just kind of wanted to end off the oscar shortlist talk on something that you know a little bit fun so spider-man no way home i think i expected a visual effects nom or visual effects shortlist but it also crept out into the sound category and then I saw at least two pundits, uh, awards pundits on Twitter, mentioning maybe this is sneaking into the 10th slot at the Oscars. And uh, I don't know who wants to take the floor, but uh, I just wanted to throw that out there and see what happens. Just throw the grenade and back away. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, do it. after the rundown that I looked at before, it kind of like the Oscars kind of needs a movie like No Way Home, which seems like it's the only movie that people are excited about. And you can we can talk about if that's good for movies or not. Probably not. But hey, I think they do need like ratings are always going to be a thing with the Oscars. They need eyeballs, and I think this would be one of the few movies that actually gets people to tune in to see what happens. So, is it going to be the tenth? I don't think so. It'll probably they'll probably give a second one to Belfast. But um, <laughs> like, I think they need it, you know. I think they desperately need this to be in, in play. Oh, that was a cruel joke, man. That actually caught me off guard. 
<laughs> oh man i'm proud of myself for that one that was off, off the noggin <laughs> um yeah okay so you know i'm not trying to take credit for anything i'm just saying i tweeted this out like a few weeks ago now everyone jumping on the bandwagon that's okay though um <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to happen, obviously, but like, it's not, it's still not impossible. It's not impossible because no one had it in like any other shortlist besides visual effects. I mean, didn't PGA nominate Deadpool one year? So it's, I don't know. I just think it could happen. And especially just like throwing a bone for like, hey, thanks for, thanks for saving movie theaters, especially in this December and like breaking records. And as Nick said, I think we are headed towards like another disastrous Oscar race and no way home would certainly salvage some of the poor, poor viewership that we are bound to expect. And on top of that, let me just say if it gets picture, which I don't think it will, but if it does, <laughs> I also tweeted this and I got clowned on a little bit. So Willem Dafoe should just get nominated for best supporting actor as the green goblin, because he is legitimately better then, like, two-thirds of the potential fucking nominees, I got so many replies. I was like, like, you're absurd. That's crazy. This is how I know you don't watch a lot of movies. Bro, <laughs> fuck you. You can keep your Belfast boys. You can keep all that. I'm going to have my Green Goblin. So that, that's my rant there. They should do okay, it. Okay, wow. Now I really actually need to see this movie because I am, like, always in Willem Dafoe's corner. So I... I you, feel like that is something I would support. To, you got yeah. to. You got, why is Joker the only comic book <laughs> hero or character, not hero, Jesus Christ, not hero, that can like get nominated and win an Oscar? Like, well, why, <laughs> why not the Green Goblin, dude? It's Willem Dafoe just cooking on camera, kicking He's Tom Holland's ass, bro. He, they, should the the they should do it. Yeah, so it's, it's funny because I guess I'm where I am right now is like after looking at the shortlist – I was kind of thinking of No Time to Die being like that big movie possibility to sneak into the 10th spot, just because I do think, at least in the Academy's eyes, like Bond is a more respectable property than any MCU fair, and they usually don't like the MCU movies. But what I think is kind of interesting is that, you know, if we think back to what actually made the Academy change like go from five best picture nominees to more was when the dark knight was shut True. out like when it wasn't nominated for best picture and now we're seeing like okay we're back at 10 like could they nominate a comic book movie like could this be kind of them not that they're like that you know not that they look back at their own behavior that often but <laughs> like could this be kind of a way to make good on that i mean the dark knight is by an auteur it's a much more you know it's darker it's more serious it had these incredible performances in it but i don't know who's to say this movie can't do it i don't have it doing it but i think it'd be kind of fun i don't (laughs) care (laughs) i feel like um i don't know i feel like there's some good points made all around the table here but i think uh, if endgame didn't do it this won't because i feel like they actually, they actually did make a little bit of a push with Endgame. Like I remember, the FYC was actually it was a thing. Oh, like they were really actually the, trying the to promote consideration that. Consideration for Endgame is hilarious. <laughs> like every yeah, still so, in it is like it makes it look like it's a Sundance drama. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> it's so it, it was, just, it was so good. It uh, it just I don't know that that was one that I think if that didn't 
get out of just like that movie was stuck in just the VFX category. Uh, if that didn't do it, I don't think this would. I mean, because I feel like that was yeah. Endgame was know. like in the year of like the best movies though, mm-hmm. and there That's wasn't true. a it pandemic was, was a, for it, yeah. a narrative that like mm-hmm. it saved stuff. I agree. I agree with you. Like, I still don't think this is gonna happen at all. But you know, Endgame went up against a lot of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that no, that's a great point. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. There's definitely, definitely some good arguments. I think it'll be fun to see what happens. But my guess is that nothing will. But it'd be cool. Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe. make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> I'm telling cool. you, make it happen. Yeah, I do kind of also uh, think like Dune is there, right? So if they do want to go with a big, well-made movie that people want to see, that is kind of different from what they normally go for, they can put it all on dune instead yeah yeah whole whopping 40 million opening crazy <laughs> wow <laughs> it's big in the it's it's a solid opening it's, it's big, in, it's big in my world it's solid yeah yeah i'm, I'm cool with yeah. that opening but you know 260 <laughs> is insane yeah, yeah. No, oh my god good. that Nuts. is this is correct omicron is like putting up will chamberlain numbers right now and spider-man <laughs> just did 260 million so like that's insane um, um, if if this movie came out uh no seriously people would people would walk through like burning coals like if, if this movie if, if this movie dropped like i don't know if it came out on mars the planet mars i think you'd see it still open to a lot of money i'd, I'd be there opening night did <laughs> yeah people would find a way they'd jump on uh bezos ship and uh hang on for dear life and watch it absolutely yeah, it would, it, it's that type of movie. Um, but with that, let's just do a quick rundown of our leaderboards because we have not done that. Um, so this is just uh, counting because it's pretty early. We just are counting the Golden Globes and Critics' Choice so far with the uh, point uh, totals here. But Nick is uh, sitting at the bottom with 34 points. Oh. Right above him, a whopping one point higher is myself with 35. Sophia has 38. And Jonathan leads the table with 54 after the first two Let's uh, nominations. Oh, I'm telling you, see, y'all should just pick West Side Story, but y'all want to be good people. I took it. Let's go, Doves. I feel bad. I don't for even remember who's on my team. Because I actually like that movie. Like, I saw it. Oh, I, I was like, it. oh, damn, Spielberg, you did it. And But before in the last part, I was just like, this is like the worst thing to ever happen to cinema. Yeah. <laughs> so man, I shouldn't Cole, have doubted him. Sorry. It was good. I don't even remember who's um, on my team, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out the uh, the highest point getters here from each team so far. We have Nick's uh, leading with 14 for Licorice Pizza. That's your that's your top movie right now. Um, Sophia Dune's got 15 points for you. That's a, that's a big one. For myself, The Power of the Dog holds at 19 points, and then Belfast for Jonathan's got 20 points. Oh, I have Belfast. <laughs> oh, I forgot you had Belfast. Oh. <laughs> Not Forget everything guys, not... I said up to this point. Thank you, Belfast. <laughs> like, get those twelve <laughs> nominations for the Oscars. That uh, that Belfast? that makes this whole that makes this whole podcast <laughs> a lot shit. better. Genuinely... The fact that you just made that realize <laughs> Holy shit. that makes it so much. I did better. not realize that in Belfast. But then you got you got West Side Story at seventeen points right behind it too. So you got two you got two big players. Uh... Damn, Kenneth Branagh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with that, though, that'll that'll be it for today's podcast. We'll be back definitely in a few weeks. I know everything's getting 
moved award season wise so we might be back uh, a little bit later than i i would have hoped but hopefully the schedule holds and uh this doesn't you know shift the entire season and we have the oscars in august or something like that like that uh wouldn't be ideal oh god oh don't <laughs> even put that out there we could just talk about like the uh. northman instead for the next five yeah. months yes we just talk about, speaking yeah, of willem dafoe yeah, just <laughs> yeah. talk about scarsgard just catching a spear like I'm here. Like we Northman yeah. Pod. That five trailer. Hours. That trailer should get ten nominations. To be honest, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. At least two nominations for uh, Bjork too, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bjork doing great stuff in that trailer. Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, with that, as always, you can check out our content on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere, and uh, check out all stuff at themoviebabble.com. We'll be back next week with the regular show, talking you know, more of the uh, Christmas movie season, probably a little bit of Don't Look Up as well. Um, And yeah, until next time, thanks for listening.